Why are recycling bins so optimistic? I don't know. Why? Because they're full of cans. Ah, itch manners. Hello, Internet. I'm your husband host, Travis McElroy. And I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy. And you're listening to Schmanners. It's extraordinary etiquette. For ordinary occasions. Hello, my dove. Hello, dear. Oh. I really liked that joke. Is I what wish I, I wanted made to that one. I smile at you. My, my smile was communicating was that that was a great one. I didn't make that one up. That was from a list. 18 funny Earth Day jokes for kids. Nice. Oh, click here to print the jokes. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Okay. Wow, there's a lot in here. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, what's the difference between weather and climate? What? You can't weather a tree, but you can climb it. Ah, okay. What kind of shorts do clowns wear? Thunderwear. Ah. Ah. Those are great. Um, Tell you what, I always associate Earth Day. Uh, I have two two things, right, that I think about. Is I think about the cartoon Captain Planet. Okay. And then I think about, was it, what was the show that there was that, like, aggressive Earth Day green guy? That would be 30 Rock with 30 Greenzo. 30 Rock, Greenzo. Yeah. I think about that. Where I think it was, like, an NBC-wide mandate of, like, make content about Earth Day. Uh-huh. This week, which is interesting. Because here's the, I, I will say... This is, I have hesitated to ask this question all week. Is there enough about Earth Day to do a whole episode on? Oh, there is. There definitely is. Okay. I was worried because, like, I don't know if I, I know it's a day, you know, to celebrate Earth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the only planet we got, take good care of it, all that yep. stuff. Mm-hmm. We live here. But I don't know anything about it. Okay. Um, well, it's more than planting trees, which is what I thought it was in elementary school. That's Arbor Day. I know, but in elementary school, they gave us uh, saplings for Earth Day. Well, I mean, I guess trees are good for the Earth, too. Yeah, yeah. It's not exclusive to Arbor Day. I think you can, unlike a lot of holidays, or like if you gave a Valentine on like April 6th or Mm -hmm. something, but you can plant a tree anytime. It's true. Growing up, my parents never allowed us to plant the sapling in our yard because my dad thought that like... I don't know. I don't know what he thought. The the the, the, the uh, roots would snake their way into your <laughs> pipes, into the drains. But we did have a uh, a kind of wooded area behind our our property by a park that they let us quote plant the trees. I'm certain that I had to do it myself, and I never like dug it deep enough or watered it enough or whatever. Well, I think this is also a thing now as a parent ourselves is that BB is super any any seed. Oh yeah, like she if she eats an apple, she wants to plant the apple seeds. And like I now as a grown up, and thinking like. Man, if all these things were to grow, that's a lot of work. <laughs> so, uh, I have the long term, I have the foresight to understand how big a tree can get. Right. And you're just thinking, ah, oh, free apples. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, so let's talk about the history of Earth Day. Please. So um, when was Earth invented? Uh, well. The first historical <laughs> example of Earth comes from ancient Egypt. Okay. And they said, 
Oh, look. Hey, have, has anyone else looked down? Hey, if you want real facts, okay. you should go to earthday.org because okay. that's a great place to find these things. Makes a lot of sense. All right. April 22nd, that is today, but you will be hearing this tomorrow. Yeah. On the boxing day yes. of Earth Day. Tomorrow. And dead. Dead? Indeed. Indeed. Oh, boy. Um, Okay, so it began as a day for environmental preservation in the U.S. Very good. And it turned into a worldwide phenomenon. Excellent. Uh, Earthday.org, like I mentioned, estimates that over 1 billion people participate in some sort of community cleanup or recycling drive or general Earth Day activities every year. Cool. You were talking about the first Earth Day. Yes. Uh, The holiday didn't form until the early 1970s. Okay. Mm, That fits for me. Yeah. I think I can see that. The 70s, uh, well, 60s, but it feels like a time of just like, hey, maybe we should start thinking about uh, environmentalism and protecting this earth and maybe not just like throwing stuff around you know that's that's when i can picture commercials starting about like cleaning stuff up and picking up by the side of the road and all that things Mm -hmm. you know um and so let's let's think about one of the one of the catalysts um right after world war ii only about 22 percent of americans owned cars and by the 60s that number had more than doubled and everything ran on leaded gasoline. Oh. Yeah. And this influx of uh, leaded gasoline consuming cars wasn't wasn't the only thing. Uh, industry was booming uh, because of the Vietnam War, right? Wartime always speeds up industry. Uh, factories, chemical plants, oil industries, they were all contributing to pollution at a pretty staggering place uh, because there were no rules about dumping anything. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, You know, rivers, swamps. If you were making something and you were leaving and you had a byproduct, there wasn't any kind of rules or laws about where that byproduct had to go. Wow. I I know that that's true, right? And I know that, like, if I thought about it for long enough, someone said, do you think there used to be laws about where you could put stuff up? I'd be like, no, probably not. But just hearing you say that makes my stomach drop. Yeah. Like, the upsetting nature of that idea of just like, ah, but wherever. <laughs> it's so, oh my God. We've, I mean, we've mentioned in, in this podcast even that people would throw human waste out the window. I mean, and yeah. And into the Thames. And like, that's the kind of like timing that I think about when I think about just waste in the yeah, streets. But not but, to get gross, right? But at least that is mostly like biodegradable and like fertile like this idea of like byproducts of like that includes like chemicals mm-hmm, and waste mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. things that will not break down and fertilize in nature right so in 1962 author and marine biologist Rachel Carson um published an influencer book called Silent Spring have you heard of this no i i have um it's about What's the name of it silent spring okay if you didn't tell me about it i would have guessed romantic thriller is oh, that true no Mm-mm. okay Mm-mm. uh it was about silent spring it was a warning oh. for the effects of natural deterioration and it pushed public awareness about preserving the planet okay um 
there there had been a number of protests, but it really all came to a head um, when an oil spill devastated Santa Barbara, California in 1969. Um, and that is when a man named Gaylord Nielsen came to the scene. Okay. Uh, Nielsen was a senator from Wisconsin who, I mean, it seems that why would a senator from Wisconsin really worry about it? But I guess it's a... Agriculture is a big thing in West in Wisconsin. Yeah, ask anybody from Wisconsin; they'll tell you. <laughs> okay, and <laughs> I mean, just, I don't know why that tickled your funny bone. It just meant a lot of people from Wisconsin, and if you ask them about Wisconsin, they'll talk a lot about what's in Wisconsin. Okay. People from Wisconsin tend to be pretty proud of Wisconsin, and now I'm worried that I've said Wisconsin too much. Wisconsin, I'll, Wisconsin, Wisconsin, Wisconsin. I'll save you. 1970. The senator uh, introduced the idea of a national teach-in on the environment. Uh, I I don't really know what a, a national teach-in is, but it seems sort of like let's just all talk about it. Let's tell everybody yeah. to talk about it. It, it feels like it was the seventies, right? Yeah, seventies was a time of of the like uh, you know conversation pit. You know, okay. so like, hey, we're going to focus on the education of this, but we're going to call it a teach in. So it speaks to the cool hippie kids who like to do sit ins and stuff. I bet that was the idea. Behind that, it. I bet I bet that's pretty close. Uh, he assembled a team, as you do. Um, and the there was team... the face guy, the muscle, <laughs> the driver. The team recruited other people. So you've got a kind of expanding team, people with peoples, uh, to promote Earth Day as a concept all around the country. So it was kind of like... Grassroots. Grass. Oh, oh, I see what you did there. Thank you. The hope was that he could infuse the energy of the student anti-war protests with the emerging public consciousness about air and water pollution. You know, it's interesting... Because I bet, once again, as I've said often on the show, I'm not a sociologist or an anthropologist or a historian. But I bet that you could do a really interesting, like, uh, like sociology study or psychology study or whatever on how, because of that, because those two things became connected, that still to this day, worrying about environmentalism is seen as, like, inherently kind of, like, hippie-ish, you know what I mean? That it's like, okay, well, I think we can connect these two ideas and get them both passionate about it. And so now to this mm-hmm. day, I think that there is still a certain, I don't want to say stigma so much as just like stereotype, I guess. Sure, sure. I can see that. So Dennis Hayes, who was a, a congressman, a Republican congressman, saw this as a bipartisan issue. And so he suggested- huh. Can you imagine? What a weird world where Republicans are like maybe taking care of the environment and the planet is a bipartisan issue. Interesting. Go on. (laughs) He suggested April 22nd for maximum student participation because they would still be in schools and it's a weekday and all that stuff. Maximum Um, student participation. It was right between spring break and final exams. And this is when it got the name Earth Day. Right there. It does what it says on the 10. Yeah, it's quite brandable. Earth Day. Earth Day. And capital E, capital D, Earth Day. And it also fits on a t-shirt a lot easier than conservationalism. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, fair, fair, it fair. totally does. 
So on April 22nd, 1970, over 20 million Americans, which was like 10 percent of the entire population, that's pretty good. They took to the streets, to the parks, to auditoriums to demonstrate against 150 years of industrial development and the pollution that it caused. So there were protests, fighting pollution, um, let's see, in college campuses, uh, and, you know, just kind of like in the streets. It was almost like it was like the anti-war protests that I that I said earlier. It was like. But this is the war on the planet. I, yeah. We want to stop the war on the planet. We want to save Earth. Yeah. And fight aliens instead. Um, and so now nothing to that not going to no. connect to the fighting the okay no because Earth yeah I got it no but I'm just saying like maybe stop fighting Earth start fighting the Moon how about that no the aliens are better what if we take all of our garbage and we put it on the Moon huh no science talk to me Mm-mm. let's do that okay it's probably not okay it's not good but it's better than it being on Earth right we shoot it into the sun ooh yeah then it would just burn up just burn up. That's right. Get on this. Okay. Uh, So um, the 60s were a really divisive time, like we've talked about. And so Earth Day, unlike the anti-war protests before it, really, like, brought everybody together in rare political alignment for the time. Um, So everybody, instead of the kind of protests where we think about, like, shouting, it was more like parade Oh, so like a celebratory protest. Yeah. We all yeah. love Earth, right? We can all agree on Earth. Which, which is your favorite planet to live on? Check one. Earth. Earth. Say unanimous. Unanimous. Everybody likes living on Earth. So the first Earth Day in 1970 um, led to the creation of the United States Environmental Protection Agency. Oh, the so, EPA, huh? That's right. So Earth Day actually predates the EPA. That is very interesting. That That's a little wild to me. But, I mean, it's wild to me, too. I mean, we talked about how there were no rules. And now, because of Earth Day, we started making rules, which is great. We made a whole agency about it. Yeah, that's right. You it know, was a giant success. We should talk more about this, but you know what we should do first? What? Write a thank you note to our sponsors. Let's go. Commanders is sponsored in part this week by DoorDash. Tell me about DoorDash, Teresa. Well, DoorDash is this great thing where you where can, when you need a door, someone no, bring, no. But when you need food, oh, any time of the day. Now is it just food? I mean, groceries <gasps> as what? well. What? Uh, convenience supplies. What? Things of that nature, and all you have to do is go on their app. They have an app. They do have an app. Who doesn't these days? (laughs) (laughs) So if you need dinner or deodorant or a pick-me-up from Dunkin', you can get everything you need when you need it with DoorDash. They connect you to the restaurants and stores that you love, and they bring it to you to your door. Um, You can get your grocery essentials. You can have drinks, snacks, other household items delivered in under an hour. Um, so when you want to order, you or open the DoorDash app, choose what you want from there, and then the items can be safely left outside your door with contactless delivery. 
So for a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code SCHMANNERSPOD. That's 25% off, up to a $10 value, zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code SCHMANNERSPOD. Subject to change, terms apply. Uh, We're also sponsored this week by Bombas. I love socks. There, I said it. I'm not afraid to say it. I'm not afraid anymore. I love socks. I like to put them on my feet. I like to wear them on my feet. I like to take one off and wear the other that one. That is true. Sometimes I will get distracted <laughs> in the middle of taking off my socks, and I'll just leave one on. Or putting on your socks. Or putting on my socks, which is a good way to lose socks. <laughs> that will happen. That is true. But you can always buy more socks from Bombas because it's it's a way to get socks and give back. That is true. But first, let me tell you a little bit about them, and then I'll tell you about that. See, Bombas Performance Socks have taken all the innovations that makes Bombas super comfortable and added their special Hextech performance technology. Bombas Performance Socks are stitched with special moisture-wicking yarn and temperature-regulating vents that allow airflow in and prevent overheating. And like all their socks, for every pair of Bombas Performance Socks you buy, they donate a pair to someone in need, and they've donated over 45 million pairs so far. I love them. They're comfortable. They're stylish. And that technology is no joke. I know that that sounds like hokum, this idea of sock technology, but it is real and it feels great and it really works. So go to bombas.com slash schmanners today and get 20% off your first order. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash schmanners for 20% off. Bombas.com slash schmanners. We are the host of My Brother, My Brother, Me, and now, nearly 10 years into our podcast, the secret can be revealed. All the clues are in place, and the world's greatest treasure hunt can now begin. Embedded in each episode of My Brother, My Brother, and Me is a micro-clue that will lead you to 14 precious gemstones all around this big, beautiful blue world of ours. So start coming through the episodes. Uh, let's say starting at episode 101 on. Yeah, the early episodes are pretty problematic, so there's no clues in those episodes no no not at all the better ones the good ones clues ahoy listen to every episode repeatedly in sequence laugh if you must but mainly get all the great clues my brother my brother me it's an advice show kind of but a treasure hunt mainly anywhere you find podcasts or treasure maps my brother my brother me the hunt is on so when last we checked we were on earth yep And we liked it. Yes, because Earth Day was amazing. Okay. It's amazing. So let me give you some stats here. I love stats. I love data. I love information. (laughs) In the year 2000, uh, the biggest Earth Day campaign yet uh, was focusing on climate change and the push for green energy. So I bet Al Gore had something to do with that. Maybe. I bet he did. 2000? Okay. You would have been vice president. I mean, you're laughing at me. I was trying to give some historical insight there. Just saying it's probably Al Gore who was all up in that. I mean, it was Hayes. We talked about him earlier. He's, oh. He was called uh, Mr. Earth Day and the hero of the planet by Time Magazine in 1999. Okay. You can't let Al Gore take credit for everything. I Well, okay. I can let him take credit for a lot of stuff. Not the internet. Not Earth Day. No. But he did invent podcasting? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> uh, so the biggest, 
the biggest uh, Earth Day yet okay. was in 2000. Uh, 5,000 environmental groups in 184 countries came together to build a global conversation about the health of our planet. Um, so on the 30th anniversary of the holiday, millions of people sent a message to world leaders to take decisive action on climate change and renewable energy. Um, Earth Day turned 50 last year and is still going strong. It is widely recognized as the largest secular holiday in the world. Wow. And is a day of action dedicated to policy change, protest work, and environmental education. Schools, churches, social organizations all over the world come together on today, April 22nd, to celebrate the planet and do their part to recycle, plant trees, clean up parks, do what they can do. Um, and I think that that is... That's really great. Yeah. I think the most important part of doing this is, I mean, planting trees is great, recycling, fine, but we really need to push for policy change. Yes. Um, because- At the individual level, there's a lot you can do, right? Yeah, but at absolutely. a certain point, you're going to hit a roadblock of resources, time, all of that stuff, and the ability that one person or even a large group of people can do if things at the top down aren't changing. Mm -hmm. I, yes, 100%. Right. Um, so here are some of the individual things that you can do to get into the spirit. Um, you can... And you can do these anytime. I know it's the day after, but... A absolutely. Um, you can have a, a talk with your kids, talking to them about conservation, um, by talking about animals, which is part of the whole Earth Day thing, even though it's not Earth, like dirt. It's <laughs> it's the Earth. The animals live on Earth, right? I think, no, I think, hey, I think we get that. I don't, You're I looking don't, at me confused. Well, honey, <laughs> I don't normally give feedback in the middle of the episode, <laughs> but I don't think explaining that animals are on Earth is something that, I think people know that animals aren't the dirt, but that they live here. I think I get that, yeah. So words like endangered species were first introduced uh, after Earth Day to be part of the conversation, right? Natural habitat, conservation, all of these things uh, were like really not on the radar until the 70s. So we have to continue to teach people about them. Um, <clears throat> I think that's the other thing that's really easy to lose track of is that as we're talking about these things, right, that like. I, you know, I we're in our mid to late thirties, mm -hmm. depending on who you ask, and I I think that there is a certain we've we've grown up right understanding these things and hearing about them, and there are people who I mean, what twenty years older than us, yeah, who just th this wasn't a conversation when they were growing up, like not in the same way, and so it it can be hard for people to accept that the way that they used to do things was wrong. Sure. And and so I think that having this kind of thing talked about over and over again and explained not only to kids, but sometimes to parents, too, can be uh, a really important conversation to have. Um, do you remember Penny War? No. No? Uh, Alex... Once again, a romantic thriller. No. Alex mentions uh, that there was a classroom jar that people would put their pennies in and it would be donated to concert, wildlife conservation. I don't think that we ever did anything like that. I do remember, um, oh, at the Cincinnati Zoo. Yeah. They have a really great um, 
so you you give them your old cell phone and then they refurbish they take they give them to a company that refurbishes them and the proceeds from those sales go to a uh, gorilla habitat I imagine they also probably recycle some of the special metals out of there so that you spend less, t- less time mining those out of other places, right? Oh, yeah. Because some of those phones I've seen in there are old. <laughs> well, you, I mean, that's the thing you want to give an old. Yeah, but they're like older than my solid brick Nokia I had when I was 18. <laughs> okay. Yes. I'll allow it. Okay. Um, but then are... you can only pl- like make calls and play Snake on. <laughs> There are a lot of really great things that we can do to affect change. One of the things that you can do at home is you can volunteer Earth Day or any day to help clean up a park or a river or another natural area. Um, you can plant flowers and vegetables. Every plant helps the planet. You Here's can- an, I, I would like to say another thing here. Oh, sure. Um, educate yourself on recycling because the thing about recycling is it is very easy to fall into the trap of thinking, well, this is plastic, so it goes in the recycling bin. Right. But only some plastic can be recycled. And actually, uh, I think it was on last week tonight recently that they talked about it, but I've I've known about this for a while, of the issue of, so there was a big push when marks started going on things to show if it could be recycled or not. Oh, yeah, the little triangle with right. the arrows and the numbers. That some plastics producers lobbied to get an additional thing that doesn't mean anything, right? That basically it's the rec- uh, the triangle that goes on stuff that like can't be recycled, but people see that and they think, ah, this goes in the recycle bin. It's got the triangle on it. But like not all plastic can be recycled. Mm. And the problem is twofold. One, throwing things into the recycling bin that can't be recycled wastes resources for the people who do the recycling. And two, it also can trick consumers into thinking that buying more plastic things is okay because they are recycling it. And that's just not the case. So educating yourself about what can and can't be recycled and about uh, better packaging for things and buying things with packaging that either can be recycled or is like compostable or is whatever, right, is is just something that is part of being an educated consumer. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so I think that, you know, there's there's lots of stuff that we can do besides recycling, you said. Um, another one could be like low-flow shower heads, low-flow toilets. Um, Not using as many paper towels. You right? use washable yeah. towels. Um, you re- reuse, um, like, things you can reuse, right? Glass yeah, uh, totally. jars for containers, that kind of thing, instead of Tupperware. Re- reduce, reuse, and recycle. When I was a kid for a while, I had a really hard time with that, and for some reason in my head, it got stuck as reduce, reuse, resave. And that's not a word. <laughs> that's not a word. That's not a word. That's not a word. Um, okay. Happy Earth Day. Happy Earth Day, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. This is a bit shorter one, but you know what? There was a lot of good information in there, so I'm sticking with it. Um, thank you for listening. Make sure you check out all the other amazing MaximumFun.org shows. Uh, speaking of, Max Fun Drive is coming up very soon. Very, very soon. Um, and that's your chance to support the art and artists you love uh, and get rewarded for it, including... Oh, some really fun bonus content. We have the Schmanners bonus content uh, all locked and loaded and ready to go. And that it, was a fun one. That's a good a app, one. you guys. It was all about outdated dating advice. Uh, it's 
wild. Some of it's wild. <laughs> um, so make sure you go check out the other shows as we lead up to Max Fun Drive. Um, go check out all the other Mac- McElroy shows at McElroy.family. You can also check out the McElroy merch over at McElroyMerch.com, including the absolutely adorable uh, Farm Wisdom pin, which benefits the AAP iCivic Engagement Fund, which supports efforts to by local community-based organizations to combat violence and hate. There's shirts over there. There's pens over there. There's stickers. There's all kinds of stuff. Go check it out. Don't forget to pre-order The Adventure Zone Crystal Kingdom over at theadventurezonecomic.com. That comes out July 13th, 2021. And there's a pre-order gift over there from our publishing company for a second. It's a Kravitz lenticular laptop sticker. Uh, and you can submit receipts for pre-order gift at bit.ly slash Taz for pre-order. Um, let's see, what else, Teresa? Well, we always thank Brent, Brontofloss Black, for writing our theme music, which is available as a ringtone where those are found. We also thank Kayla M. Wassel for our Twitter thumbnail art. When we take questions for episodes, that's where we get all of our questions. So take a look at Schmanner's cast. We always thank Bruja Betty Pinup Photography for the cover picture of our fan-run Facebook group, also called Schmanner's Fanners. Um, Did we think Alex? No, we didn't. I thank you, Alex. It. Alex, thank you so much. Couldn't do it without you. Um, and Alex reads every email sent to schmannerscast at gmail.com. She is looking for topic suggestions. She is looking for idioms. Always. Always send those in. We love it, love it, love it. Okay, well, that's going to do it for us. So join us again next week. No RSVP required. You've been listening to Schmanners. Manners, Schmanners. Get it. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported. Max Fun Drive 2021 is coming. It'll be May 3rd to May 14th. To get in the spirit, we ask folks like you to let us know what Maximum Fun and our shows mean to them. You know, the, the Maximum Fun Network is really important to me because it is not just a collection of podcasts, but it is a lifestyle and a value system. The podcasts frequently and deftly float between meaningful and irreverent, in one moment drawing attention to social issues, and in another making dick jokes about Klingons. It shouldn't work, but it does. And I have to believe it's because Max Fun's podcasts are, at their core, thoughtful and kind and human, during a time that has often felt cold and isolated. So keep being great and doing what you do. Max Fun Drive will be May 3rd to May 14th, 2021, and you won't want to miss it. Brilliant apps, drive exclusive gifts, and maybe some surprises. Want to directly support the hosts of the show we just jumped into? Come back May 3rd for Max Fun Drive.